Hello and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. As promised, I have two very, very special guests who are going to be sharing about their wonderful book, The Working Woman's Guide to Menopause. When the heat is on, don't sweat it. I absolutely love that title. I am very blessed that I did not go through this and I know that there are many, many people that do, women who do. So, ladies, I would love to have you introduce yourselves and tell us what the reason is this book came about. Over to you, Gail. Okay, so thank you, Janine, and lovely to meet you. So I am Gail Gibson, performance and leadership coach, and I work with women leaders to help them regain control of their mindset, achieve peak performance, and flourish. So the book came about um, from the work that Ruby and I do together. We've been working with each other for about 10 years and we support each other in business, in our coaching businesses. We have what we like to call our buzz chats. Uh, once. Well, we have them once a week now. We were having them once a month. We're now having them weekly. And we came up with the idea during one of the meetings one day and we were at a stage on saying, when are we meeting next? Ruby, is it Tuesday? Is it Thursday? Is it next? Is it the 10, 10 o'clock in the morning? We had no idea. And this moment of brain fog happened. And we were just desperately trying to get a date in the diary. And I said to Ruby, I said, do you know what? We should write a book about this. And she replied and said, well, we better write it soon before we forget what we want to say. So the idea for the book was born. And so we have been collaborating and uh, writing the book together across the miles between Malaysia and Scotland uh, during the pandemic and we realised that dream and made it come true by publishing at the, uh, the middle of July. Wow. And Ruby? So I'm Ruby Maguire, Business and Mindset Queen. So I help my queens, aka leaders, to step up, take control of the business and create a successful business and a successful mindset. So... Um, I've been working with Janine for a few years actually as well so it's really nice to be interviewed by you today and yeah we were talking that day around um, just the, the appointment it was it was farcical wasn't it Gail honestly we just literally couldn't get it in and then we decided oh a little robin's come into awareness that's all about opportunities I know you love all that kind of thing so it's all about opportunities and that kind of thing and, and we just thought there's so many of our clients that are going through this, you know, I'd be having clients going on Zoom meetings and they're red flashed faces and they're having, oh, I've got to take my cardigan off and cardigan on and that kind of thing. So we've, we've both always been about supporting women in our business. Apologies, I've turned it off. We both, I'll rewind that, is that okay, Janine? <laughs> I, you know what, ladies, this is a prime example of what menopause does to us. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we've we've had loads of loads of our clients have been going through this, and we wanted to support them in another way. So it kind of took a life of its own, didn't it, the book, Gail? Because it's all of the mindset. We're both very much about mindset, and through everything that we do. In fact, I would say for me, it's ninety five percent of the work that I do, and then the business element, the strategy elements, the bit that the extra bit that people need. Um, and we, we just thought, let's do this. Let's create something around mindset. It's different. Everyone else is talking about nutrition and well-being and 
um, you know, should you go on the HRT or not HRT and all of those kind of things. And we just thought we, we want to share around how you can actually manage your mind through this and the difference that can make, because that has made a massive difference to how we run our businesses. And when we share these strategies with our clients, it also makes a huge difference to them as well. So, yeah, that is so awesome. So now share with us one reason each as to why the audience should come and find you and buy your book. Okay, so my one reason I think is it's about being able to manage your mindset. So as Ruby has already talked about, the idea behind mindset. And to us, it really is mind over menopause. And so for people to come along to look for a a better understanding of what it actually is and the brief introduction to the perimenopause phase and menopause. However, we do not come at it from a medical perspective. It is the mindset. And so by looking at how you're thinking about your menopause, what's happening in your life, giving yourself time and pausing and actually not fighting against the flow of menopause, So it's about bringing together that whole mindset idea to say these are tools and tips and strategies that Ruby and I both use every day in our businesses and in our lives to help us to win through and master the way that we win through uh, using our mindset to help us have more of an even flow as we go through the perimenopause journey that we're on. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think um, one of the, we talk about mindset and one of the key threads in the book is about self-care. So loving yourself and giving yourself permission through your menopause. And one of my favorite topics, which <laughs> I won't get started too much on, is boundaries. And I think if, if people read the section around boundaries, that in itself is actually life changing. Um, and I don't say that phrase lightly. It really is, because if you can manage the people around you and communicate with the people around you of what's going on because half the time we don't know what's going on through menopause everyone's going to want to know your secrets Janine why you haven't because <laughs> everyone else we've talked to has been going through the menopause mm-hmm. um, but you know when you can manage those those conversations people say look I don't even know what's going on I don't know why I overreacted like that for absolutely no reason or I burst into tears um and I think if we can work on boundaries and say do you know what right now I'm I'm not in a great space or right now I need to give myself a bit more time to to, to do this project than perhaps normally I would need to do and if, if we can start to manage some of those conversations and create some really solid boundaries and that actually applies to anyone and everyone never mind just women going through menopause um that would be my biggest thing I think the boundaries I just get excited about it because the difference it can make in your life is amazing I must say you ladies are sparking thoughts in my brain Gail you're talking about flow well menopause is about the flow stopping so it's <laughs> to flow through the app uh, the stopping of the flow I, I think that's beautiful and boundaries somebody shared with me and I don't know what this is coming to my mind for um in order for a river to flow effectively and there again we have the word flow we have to have banks and those are our boundaries and for me from what i've seen with menopause and any cycle in life it's when we are able to put those river banks up of 
as you say, boundaries of understanding, of awareness, that we are able to flow so much, so much more effortlessly, especially in the situation where we, our bodies are stopping the flow. Anyway, let's get it back into flow. I would love to know, what is the meaning of that beautiful peony on your cover? It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. My turn. Is it my turn, Ruby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been playing tag team with the description of the peony on the wonderful podcast opportunities we've been presented with. So the idea for the peony came from what to us represented the true essence of a woman, but also this time, this phase of change in our lives. And so we were discussing our favourite flowers and we both arrived at the idea of the peony and we were searching on the internet to have a look for colours and we were looking at, as you can see, the vibrancy on the cover of the book with this peony that just stands out. So to us, the peony represents the, the delicate, the, the softness of the petals and yet what it reveals is this inner core. So it's about saying... A woman has got that core. She's been through many phases in her life. This is another phase in her life. But at the heart of it all sits the true essence of who the woman is. So by revealing her as the petals move backward and they reveal this soft nature, this next beginning and this awareness and opening to what can come next, it's about it's a revelation. And it's about saying this is a new part of my life. I am blooming and I can flourish through this as well. So matched with the flower is the beautiful lime green, which is all about energy and zest for life. So it's saying to people when they read our book, they can think about what the peony says to them and what that delicate, that soft side of the feminine qualities are linked with how can we energize ourselves and how can we shift our mindset toward having a, more of an energizing time through this, not running a million miles and not having marathons all the time. As Ruby knows, I'm a real sports buff and I'm always out walking, running, doing a lot of fitness. And that has been one of the things that's helped me through this this phase but the vibrancy and the energy and zest for life that can come from it and then the one thing also on the on the cover to complement all of it is we chose chocolate as the font color for the title and we can always do with that little bit of chocolate to add a bit of sweetness and spark to our life as well oh i agree with you the theobromine in chocolate is a wonderful excuse <laughs> so i absolutely adore chocolate and interesting enough, peony is one of my favorite favorite flowers, and one lime green is one of my favorite colors. Personally, I can't wear it because then I will look like the crone I am. <laughs> I actually, if you need on that note, before you go on, I actually had my colors done um, by a lady, House of Color, who was is Lara Lauder, who she's worked with House of Color. And she said that that kind of green, if I get the right shade of green, can actually be make, make me look ill. So if I wanted a day off work, that would be the colors to choose. <laughs> that is so true. Talking about chocolate, if I put brown near my face, I will look like that. <laughs> 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 it's one of my favorite things in life absolutely color coding is another subject ladies that we could get into for menopause as well we won't do that today though it's a very powerful thing so if anybody would like to know to know more stay tuned so 
I can see the differences in your book as to other books that uh, have come out to do with uh, menopause. Would you like to highlight just a few things for our audience, please? Yeah, so I think um, throughout, it, it's a mix of lots of different things. So we wanted to bring in some case studies from women because we know the stories are so varied. So when somebody reads the book, they will be able to identify with loads of different snippets throughout the book. So while they might not have that exact same journey as somebody, they will be picking up different things throughout. And there's some lovely messages from the people that we've done the case studies with. The other part of it is there's 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 humor in it. We like to bring in humor. There's lots of strategies. So you've kind of got Gail's power hour. I talk about cause and effect of how you can take control of your life. We talk obviously about the boundaries and there's a self-care quiz in there. Um, and we've also um, brought in lots of like questions to get you thinking through how you can do things differently and how you can raise your mindset and um, think about the whole experience in a different way. So it's it's one of those books that you can read from cover to cover and then you can go back and dip in and out. And as, as somebody who interviewed us the other day said, you know, even one section, I think it was the boundary section, Gail, remind me if it wasn't, but, um, you know, one section alone, you could literally sit and just process those questions and then, um, you know, come up with a plan as a result of having gone through those questions. That would take a few days or a week. And so, you know, it's 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 meant to be thought provoking. We want mm. it to start conversations with people. We want to be, you know, to you to be able to give it to um the men in your life as much as the women's because they don't know what's going on with, with we don't know what's going on so trying to communicate that to um our other halves and and, and people who are around us can be quite confusing as well <laughs> for everybody so it's a good talking tool I think depending on what stage of life you're at and who you're communicating with it can be really powerful just say you know I can't put it into words, but read page 47 or something. I don't even know what's on page 47, so don't quote that page. <laughs> Just throwing that one out there. So, yeah, so there's lots of different things that people can take away from it, and it, it's meant to be fun. It's a very quick read, probably only an hour and a half read, but it is packed with um, strategies and tips and things that can take you forward and help you recognise you're not on your own. I have to laugh. I have to interject here. You're never going to believe this, Ruby. Page 47 is about boundaries. Practice no flexing your <laughs> practice flexing your no muscles. That is just priceless. I, <laughs> I didn't know. I just thought I'll put a random number out. That'll do. That is People just priceless. <laughs> that is wonderful. That's the power of mindset alchemy. You knew it in your soul. <laughs> Brilliant. I just love that. Again. I love love that. Gail, would you like to add anything to that? I think, you know, the difference is, and and it's been brought up by others as well, is there's so many books out there about the medical side. And what we've had in feedback already is that it's a really refreshing take. And because it really, it really displays both mine and Ruby's personality because of the humor as you can see while you're talking to us every time we've got together every all of the whole coaching relationship and the friendship that we have has been based on a lot of latterly of brain fog moments and the sweats and we know what's going on and there's delightful stories in the book too and so 
stepping away from the medical, the scientific side of things and bringing in very real life experiences of others and real life tips that you can grab hold of and create as positive habits in your life. That's where we stand as being very, very different to all of the other menopause books that are out there. Whether you're a small business owner, whether you're a busy leader in the corporate world, or whether you're a woman at home or somebody, a woman who's unemployed, who is going through or approaching her menopausal years, everything that's in the book is for all women. It's not just for women who are working. Uh, but we put it together from our perspective as two working women who are experiencing our own version of the menopause phase. I think that's a very, very, I don't think, I feel it's very important because all women are actually working in their own way. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't matter whether you're working at fixed employment or not. It's so important. Now I'm fascinated. Gail, you're where? In Bali, in Malaysia. In and Malaysia, you're, yes. You're Just above Singapore. <laughs> How did you get this together with your time zones? We managed, didn't we? We we were really good. We, we're brilliant at um, the dedication that we gave to each other and we made a commitment. You know, when we started the project, it really was a passion project, wasn't it, Ruby? We mm-hmm. didn't think it was going to have the voice that it's having now and the volume of interest and it sparked off so much curiosity in so many people that we're talking to. And so we started writing it and we were both writing other books at the time as well. So both of us have co-authored other titles through the pandemic. So we were, this was bubbling away in the background almost, wasn't it, Ruby? And we were, we were taking it seriously. We, we were committed to each other. And then there came a time when I needed more of a prompt and I put my hand up here. I was letting things wane and we just wanted to get end strong and get this book over that finishing line. And I got the nudge I really, really needed from, from Ruby. And it was some work I was doing with one of my clients and helping a client shift from a need to goal to a want to goal. And I had to reframe that as well and say, actually, is it that I'm needing to finish this book or do I want to finish this book? So this turned the tables on everything, again, linking it all to mindset. And I said, I want to finish this book with Ruby so that we can share our perspective and share our menopause journey with countless women around the world. So that just gave me the drive to get on with it. We got the book finished and um, yeah, I really think it's been down to that that tenacity, the perseverance and that dedication that we have shown each other um, amid the moments where we're sweating like anything or we've completely <laughs> forgotten what we were even going to talk about and um, we made it happen. Anything to add there, Ruby? Yeah, it's a miracle we arrived today. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> that is a truth. That is a truth, people. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I'll share, Ruby. Everything is always working out for me. That's why you arrived today. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have anything else to add. I think it's, um, I think that we, we got together. I mean, the internet, obviously, if we hadn't got the internet, could have been a very, very, very long journey. Um, but we were really able to co-write so 
our style of writing is quite similar. So I think it's quite, I don't know if you've heard this feedback, but I've had friends say, um, and clients actually, oh, I recognise, I know which bits you've written, but yes. still complement yes, yeah. each other so well that it mm-hmm. still flows really well through the book. Because you don't know if you've got very different writing styles, it could feel a bit stilted as you're reading. It could be a bit disconcerting. So that's been really great feedback. But we were, you know, we scheduled our meetings. The commitment, I think, the accountability makes a difference with everything. And I think if if you're a working woman listening to this and going through the menopause and you're struggling to get things done, accountability is brilliant. Get somebody who you can check in with, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend or, or somebody in your family, get them to hold you accountable. Because once you declare things and say, right, we're doing this on this day, because we actually set ourselves a deadline, that's when the magic really happened because we knew mm-hmm. right, we're, we're not going to let each other down. And I think that's the thing we both committed to each other, right? We are doing this and we will make the time for it to, to get it out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And Ruby regularly still gets her whip out and she keeps Absolutely, me in yeah. line because like it's like, have we, what have we done now? What's next? Who are we talking to this week? It's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. And we're both generating so much interest um, yeah. from the work that we're doing um, and the Ruby, people we're talking to. So I have a visual. Ruby is the banks of the river and she helps keep you flowing forward. <laughs> I'm kicked by this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you are. Yeah. You are. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> I love that you mentioned that the book's not just for working women, not just for menopausal women, and that it's for their husbands as well. What are your thoughts about hang- women handing it to their sons and their sons-in-law? Go for it. I think that's. I think that's a brilliant. It's for everyone. You know. I think the. We we were talking about this together the other day, and you know we are taught about. We're taught about the other phases in our life. So when we are young and we hit puberty, we're taught about it in school. We're taught about um, what we're going to experience, how our body's going to change, boys' voices deepen, girls start to start their menstrual cycle. It's the beginning, isn't it? However, we go through life. We have our life experiences. Some women have children, others don't. We move on and we get to this next phase and we don't know anything. No one tells us about it. No one pre-warned us what it was even going to potentially look like. And so by giving the book to those of the younger generation and those who are of a different gender to us as well, is to say this is something that we can all talk about and it's something that is going to happen to most women in the world today. And as your mm-hmm. stats, isn't it, Ruby, that 50% of the world's population are female? I think it's 51, yeah. 51%. Yeah, so <laughs> chances are that a majority of those women will go through menopause and it's about raising awareness on it to say, you know, most teenage boys and younger men might think, I don't really know what's happening to mum at the moment or Auntie Betty, she's just not the person I want to be around. She has these mood swings and she can cry at the drop of a hat. They don't understand what's going on. And so even though we don't talk about the medical side of menopause, we tap into the fact that it's about mindset and there are days when we're not on our greatest and then there are days when we are absolutely flying high. And so it's about saying be aware, build this awareness, have the conversations and be supportive along the way. Yeah, Ruby, would you like to add something there? I was just thinking really 
not kind of digressing slightly more around the fact that the what we want people to do is look after themselves through the menopause and if that means that this book opens up conversations with the family so you know the the women can say do you know what I really just need some space right now I, I need to process and the best thing you can do for me is just leave me alone <laughs> and give me that time out or whatever it is that you need or you know for me, like certain little things, I don't know if I've put this in the book, but certain little things will light me up because I'm very Pollyanna, half cup full, but there'll be days I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a bit, Meh, why? That's not who I am. And so for me, I know that a self-care strategy is get in the car, live in Scotland. I've got stunning hills. I literally just drive two miles down to the village and the scenery is beautiful. I've got the Irish Sea I can overlook. I mean, it's just stunning. So it's, um, you know, I can just say, I'm just going to go out for a drive if I want to. I'm just going to go out for a drive for a few minutes and just take that time for me. And I think if this book starts to open those conversations of I right now, this is what I need. I know I'm not who I normally am. I know that things are a bit weird and I'm saying sorry for that now. And I've, I've shared on one of our other interviews that I have a traffic light system here. So um, we have amber double amber and then red so because i've mine has been feisty I, I can be a bit feisty normally i'm very patient and calm but i've had probably since starting perimenopause about three outbursts i'm like i don't even know who that was <laughs> really scary woman <laughs> so i just say do you know what i'm on amber right now so i'd love it if you could just get that thing done whatever it is it could be you know into the tumble drawer it could be whatever um I'd love for you to do that I'm on double amber so just don't push it <laughs> and they're like whoa okay we're gonna leave her be she's she's got that volcano thing going on again <laughs> and not just talking about the physical volcano and um that really helps so it's been again it's the conversations that it allows you to have and I think I've been more open as a result of um talking about the book and if I'm honest, one of my fears around talking about the book and, and you know, I was out in the garden and some we had these friends over and husbands stand. I thought, I don't know if I want to talk about this because um, it means I'm aging. I don't want to have that conversation. I enjoy being young and vibrant. And I don't know if I want to talk about the menopause because it means that I'm actually aging and I'm accepting that. And I think acceptance is the big thing. It's yes, uh, you're aging. Yes, your body's going through transition. But actually, it can open up a bit like our flower. It can open up to this whole new chapter. And part of that is you start to think, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you don't like me. It's completely yeah. different. It's, it's actually quite liberating. I don't know about you, Gail and Janine, but yeah, totally. You don't like me, so what? Yeah. 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 I like myself. Absolutely. I like myself. And that's enough. Yeah, it's really strange. I think the menopause, somebody summed it up. Um, I still can't. Caitlin Moran, that's who it is. But uh-huh. said all of the hormones drop off. I think we have shared this before, but all the hormones drop off. And they and and you're actually revealing the real you. And that's what I love about it. We're actually revealing and starting to reveal this yellow center of our peony, but we still need to keep the a little bit of the fluffy, I think, because otherwise being a Virgo, you can go a little bit stream. <laughs> well that's that delicate petals isn't it of the flower as well so it's holding on to that and I around think us. Being, and the vulnerability I think with the peony as well it's about that you know like I was saying I don't want to talk about that because it's like oh you know it's like I'm saying I'm getting older and I've actually got the acceptance coming in on that now there's still a few things I think oh I don't want to own up to that really but you know it's happening so can't change what you can't change <laughs> but you can focus on your mindset and think right new chapter what do I want to do now 
What's exactly. the next Beautiful. Well, from a mindset alchemy, I prefer the word maturing into our power. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Because we do have that power and we do have the wisdom that we can look at things and say, I'm on amber, I'm on amber alert. Don't come here. You know, yeah. it's that wisdom of being able to be more open. So you guys, um, hmm. I am blessed not to have been in the workplace and seeing more and more articles where um, the wounded masculine side of society is literally being called on the carpet on the topic of menopause because of um, unseen discrimination against women who are menopausal. What are your feelings around that? It's, it's, a, it's a quite a... Um, new area in certain parts of the world, whereas in the UK, both Ruby and I are fully aware that there are a lot of um, legislation and a lot of um, bills going through to support women in the workplace so that they are not discriminated against. And I think the way that I feel about it is, as Ruby's talked about, the fact that we can raise the voice on it. And if we're talking to sons and children and bringing it up in the family, it has a place in the workplace as well to have and start to encourage these conversations. Now, our book is not about activism per se for that. However, it is a really useful tool and it has been a guide for HR managers to actually get in and have some of those first conversations. So one of the first interviews that Ruby and I took part in was a group here in Singapore. And there's no legislation whatsoever in this part of uh, Southeast Asia yet to even voice the, the, the topic of menopause in the workplace. It's not discussed at all. So she was saying that she wants to use the book as that introduction and show it to an HR manager and say, it's about mindset and it's about just saying, we can have a conversation about this. We can talk about it. What we're not trying to do is push bias and discrimination onto the men and say, well, you, you need to just deal with this. And, and if, you're, if your colleague is having a bad day, um, you need to know about that and you need to know how to manage her. It's about saying we want to build a culture of care. So in comes what we've talked about in the book, the self-care aspect of it, the awareness of what it is, how it can impact, and perhaps using some of the strategies within our book, those strategies can be used across the organisation. Again, the strategies are not just for working women or mm -hmm. for any women. They are for everybody. Mm -hmm. So if we can use that very open approach and we can build that culture of reciprocity and care, we can create organisations where menopause is normalised and it moves from being a polarised polarized conversation to something that just happens in the workplace. Everybody can come and do their work and get on together and the organisation can still move forward and be high-performing at the same time. That is beautiful. Ruby, would you like to add something? I think Gail's covered it off, actually, but I think with, you know, thinking back to my HR days, if I'd have had, because I was um, head of HR in my last role, my last corporate role, and I think if I'd have had this book, it's, it's just, um, it would have allowed us to understand 
why perhaps, you know, thinking about my own work experience and running my own business, some days I'm absolutely on fire and I'll be bringing stuff and the ideas and everything's flowing. And then the next day I'm like, or a couple of days later, I literally could just have a duvet day because I'm so tired. My mental capacity is just gone. I know that I have to do much lower level tasks. And I think, you know, I was quite young, it's quite a while ago since I did my head of HR and I didn't have any knowledge of menopause at all. Um, but when I think back of some of the women that were in my organisation, it actually makes sense. And if I'd have known that then, um, it would have been a really useful tool to have been able to talk about the mindset mm. strategies. And I think Gail's right. It, it isn't about saying, oh, guys, you know, you've got to stand up and take notice and, and stop treating us badly. That is not what this is about at all. What it is, is it's about generating that understanding and through that understanding, right, okay, how can we support you? Um, how can we um, make everyone work together? And, you know, if, if you are on fire one day, brilliant, let's capture all of that. And then if, if you need that quieter space, then let's see if there's something we can do to redress the balance. So um, I think it's that really, I'd have loved to have had it back then. And I kind of slightly cringe of the things that I could have perhaps put in place when I was in that position, but I didn't have the knowledge. Um, but you know as you say wisdom comes with age so lots of benefits and I think you know it, it is just a great tool to start conversations I think it's that really with the workplace and not about blame and shame and all of those kind of things it's just that we want to be able to have those normalized conversations around it you know if, if you're in a meeting and you're having a hot flush and you're in corporate it's okay if you've got to get a fan out or you're doing this and let just everybody just think it's okay. You know, that's just something that's going on with her right now. We'll come back to her when she's got a minute. <laughs> that's a very good point you make there. I think living in a very hot country, we're used to people taking fans out and fans yes. themselves. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, menopause is definitely an interesting point of view. I just like to add to that. I have seen a lot of women who work from a wounded masculine and don't understand what other women are going through because they deny what they, is awaiting them or they don't wish to look at what they're going through because then they have to admit that the maturing process is on its way. Um, I'd like to add to that as well, Janine, because I've noticed that with a lot of friends. I've got a lot of friends who are kind of seven to ten years younger than me. I kind of have very few at my age. Um, and then I've got lots of older women who have already gone through that stage of their lives. So, they, you know, if you start fanning yourself, they're like, yeah, been there. Um, but it's really interesting because once you start having the conversation, like, no, I'm not there. That can't possibly be that. And I just I just say, you know, just learn about it now while you're younger. Learn about what can happen to your body. So when it does come, if it comes to you eventually, you've got something that you can work with and you can you can start to manage your mindset around it it may or may not be but at least you can start educating yourself now so that you can make some really good decisions further down the line as and when you want to I think that is very important Ruby especially about lifestyle and uh, food mm. because that makes a huge difference and I know you you do always eat a very healthy uh, way so but, but a lot of people aren't aware that that has a bearing on what happens and it's a way of helping each other. So ladies, what do you do when you're not writing? And yes, Ruby, I'm very blessed that you do coaching. It has helped me tremendously through the years. What do you do, Gail, when you're not writing? Oh, when I'm not writing, I'm coaching. 
So I do my performance coaching with women leaders um, on a global scale. But when I'm not writing, I am an absolutely voracious reader of all genres that you can think of. I love history books. I love novels. I, I probably read at least six books a month because I just, and I, it's a mixture of business and learning. So I'm a constant learner. But at the same time, I have moments of um, I, I just love to pick up a, a novel and sit there and lose myself in stories as well and just capture the imagination of other writers out there. And Ruby and I are often sharing, have you read this one? You should read this. You'd like this. So it's it's wonderful to have that written word. So I think the written word has been something that has always inspired me. But aside from the reading and writing and coaching side of me, I am somebody who loves the great outdoors. So I am a big um, fitness buff. I walk 10,000 plus steps a day. Um, I play tennis. I run. Um, I Well, I'm not running at the moment, but I have been a runner in the past. And I love to, yeah, love to travel as well. But I guess one of my little, little quirks that Ruby and I both share this and we discovered this about each other as well is I love to write haiku poetry. Um, but it's something that I only keep for when I'm traveling. It's not something I do day to day, but I have a, a beautiful leather bound little book that one of my friends gave me for a gift a few years ago. And it is within that book that I write my haiku poems when I am in that space of being on holiday. Um, so unfortunately, that book has been sitting dormant in a drawer for about the last 18 months, but it will be it will be rewritten in um, again when the time comes. Awesome. That's beautiful. And Ruby? Yeah. So for me, again, reading. One of the things, I was just thinking about your genres. One of the things that I love to read um, is there's a woman called Lauren Child. I say this because it's a children's book. Um, it's, she's called Lauren Child. And she, she just like this talks about this little detective. But she uses really um, like words like fan, fabulously and amazingly and um you know all of she was loads of ly's on the end of her words and i know there's a grammatical phrase for that and i can't think what they're called so you can correct someone can correct me on that one anyway and i love those and i also make handmade cards i absolutely love i could spend all my day making cards i love to do that and at the moment i'm um, for the past sort of year and a half no maybe a year yeah started last august i've been doing dance classes so i love to dance i used to do salsa dancing and then i had to stop because i hurt my back um, but I've picked up dance classes, but they're more about dance fitness. So they're, um, there's active recovery classes to, to build your strength, body strength. And then also I do all of these dance, they're dance hit kind of things. It's called dance fit, but, um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm actually going to plug them for a minute because they're amazing and they are called trend fit F I I T because they really, they really have, brought so much fun to my life over the last year particularly where we've had to stay at home um, and not be able to do some of the things that we could perhaps go out and do and you know dance really just lifts my spirit so fitness but in a different way to Gail I like to do it through dance now um, yeah. So yeah and then wandering around Scotland because Scotland's just so beautiful so um, I've got my little Lulu who's my little dog so I love to go out with her and then we've uh, got a Romanian rescue dog that our daughter's just adopted. So that's brought in another level of interesting to the house where they don't like each other. Um, but yeah, so 
that I think would. And your chickens. Don't forget oh, those chickens. chickens. Yeah, I was I, thinking about your chicks. I res- yeah. <laughs> five rescues at the moment, um, and yeah, and gardening. But that's a work in progress. That's yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, what is if you had to say something that you've really learned from doing this book and this work? What would that be? And then would you please share where people can find your book? Because on the podcast, they can't see your beautiful backgrounds. Sure. Okay. Oh, I think for me, from writing this book, um, I have really experienced being in joy because I've been going through quite a lot of personal transition, particularly in the last month. So this has been since the time that we published, but I think it's, the whole writing of it has led to this point. And so for me is just, it's sparked off so many positives and it really has helped me realise my true purpose and my true calling. And it was even today, Ruby and I have been chatting to each other and I had a very big aha moment this morning Um, It's all been this collective thought that's going on and and I know it's meant to be this way. And so, yes, joy is my choice of word to describe the experience I've had. Beautiful. And Ruby? Well, it's gone back to one of my words that I've had for years and it's connection because it's opening up these, and I keep saying about conversations, but just fascinating conversations. So it's allowing us to connect with loads of new people, um, Gail and I connect on a, on a really big scale now, whereas, um, you know, it was once a month, we're talking, oh, well, most days, isn't it really, even weekends, because um, yeah. passion, we're passionate about it. And um, it's that connection and, you know, of a, almost like a sisterhood, really. It just feels like we're able to share these stories and other people are kind of saying, oh, my goodness, I'm not going mad. Actually, yeah, I'm going through this and I'm okay, actually. Thank you. You've really lifted my spirits. So it's that, the connection element. And inspiring fabulousness. I love it. <laughs> inspiring fabulousness. Yes, you're known for that. That is beautiful. That is, it, was, it is with great sadness that I'm going to say our time has come to an end. I thank you so well not our all of our time just our time on the podcast has come to an end uh, thank you so much for being with me today and for sharing so generously with the audience uh, where can they find you before we say bye-bye thank you so you can find us on amazon so the um bitly for that we can share the bitly link for you but if they look for the working women's guide to menopause when the heat is on don't sweat it looking for a nice lime green book with a pink flower on the front, pink peony. Um, And I will share the link with you, but it is a bit.ly link and it's slash working with a capital W, W W-K-G, and then capital M Menno, M-E-N-O. And as I say, they can, if they find it and it's in all of the indie shops and so they they can find it. It does stand out if you have a look for it when you see that bright lime green. (laughs) Yeah. And you can also, you know, if you want to reach out to either of us at our websites, we'll share those links with you as well, Janine, if people want to reach out to us individually. Please, please. And I'll put it in the show notes. Ladies, thank you so, so much. And to our audience, thank you for listening. Please share with us. 
share this as this is a very, very important topic that we are passionate about getting out there because the more awareness we can create in life, the more impact we can make and the better we can enjoy it. Ladies, have a great day and bye-bye everyone. Bye. Thank you, Janine. Bye-bye.